Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore specific topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Alan Nabe, CEO of API Abol. Alan shared with me his view of why API portals are so important and his work to make publishing portals much easier. So let's let's just start with the basics. Who are you? What do you do? Hi, I'm uh, Alan. Uh, I'm up in uh, Helsinki, Finland, and uh, I started a company a couple of years back. Uh, it's a SaaS company called API Abol. We create API portals as a service, right? So any API management vendor out there, we sort of uh, sit on top or over the top of those um, to provide APIs to the outside world. So why why portals? Why do you focus in on just this specific? I mean, there's many, there's testing, you know, many other areas. Why why portals? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Well, you know, I, I would say for me, the mission is that we can help people with this whole space over the top of API management. Because in my previous two companies, what we found is that taking the API management software, installing it and getting some APIs on there is, is just the, the tip of the iceberg, right? It takes a good 12 months plus to, to get an API program properly up and running. And I'd say the biggest pain point that we had in that time is the API portal. Right. There's a lot of discussions about, you know, uh, how we should build the portal, what should go on it, what, what kind of roles should you do, et cetera. So we were talking about, you know, nine, 12 months to build a portal from scratch, which is what we did with external co consultants, et cetera. And um, it was really the biggest pain in the whole thing. So we said, OK, it's a good opportunity to try and do something as a service and, and, and get people going in the API economy as quick as possible. I like your approach and I definitely support it. I would say historically I've seen a lot of customers buy into a portal solution as part of that wider API management solution. Right. And I've always I always not felt that it, it should be part of that bundled package and I didn't understand it. Do you feel like portals need extra special attention outside of like what you're gonna need with the wider API management bundle to help people be be more successful? I think so. I think at the moment we're seeing to be a part of that full life cycle API management. The API portal is is basically a checkbox. A lot of I think the 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 vendors are you know maybe waking up a little bit to the potential of the portals, but historically the portals being one of the weakest links there, right? So I, I do see that there's there's massive potential because what we've done so far is everyone's just copied one another. You've got uh, developer portals, and there's, there's a lot of them out there, and they're what I call like zombie portals. It's the ones that have been unloved for, for many years. So you go there and you see uh, there's a whole bunch of blog posts in the beginning uh, from like 2017 when, when the guys are really excited. You know, they've got this new API program and they're trying to get developers on there. But you slowly see that the, the, the blog posts drop off at some point because the developers didn't come, right? Uh, and there's, there's many of these, what I call zombie portals out there, which is basically just rebranded API portals from, from these vendors. And uh, I, I think there's definitely opportunities there to take it, you know, one step further. And, and that's why we, we just focus solely on, on, on this one thing and try and get it right. So what are the, what are the common building blocks of, of a public facing portal 
this presence because I like where you're going with it. You're talking about it more than just a portal. It's it's a it's a presence. It, it reflects your company, your organization, the community you're trying to serve. So, right. what are the common building blocks of a public facing portal? So, there's the more traditional building blocks, which are there was a very developer oriented, right? So, I mean, a lot of this does come down to developer experience. Yeah, it's by providing some kind of API product in a very basic form is what we've traditionally done, but that transitions very quickly into technical documentation, possibly with triad functionality. And the, the main point of the portal, of course, is to get the developers some keys so that they can start trying out the API, right? And, and, and implementing it in production. But what, what we're trying to do is also bring in like these other personas. Um, so developer um, or, you know, product owner or one of these technical roles uh, is always going to be there. But what we find is that we need to bring the decision makers in before the technical people normally. So I, I was speaking to one guy who is uh, on, the, on the East Coast and um, he was a non-technical guy. He was, um, his job was product manager for his company to go out and find, okay, what APIs are there out there that the company could use uh, within their, their own use cases? So it's, it, this was his job, but he went to all these API portals and uh, he just didn't understand them, right? He, he, could say, he, kind of, he could look at them and say, yeah, this, this looks about right. I think this is useful for us, but he couldn't like, understand what the value proposition of, of the portal was. So I'm always thinking a little bit of him and say, okay, we have an API, but behind that is a product with a value proposition that we can explain it to anybody, right? Um, I could explain it to one of my kids, hopefully, that they would understand, okay, what this thing does, right? Um, and, and then when the time is right, we, we involve the, the developer and we give them a different experience, right? So less kind of marketing stuff that they don't like um, and, and more then on the technical implementation side. So it's so really catering for those two different uh, personas is, is basically one of the key building blocks for us. like that. I support that a lot. I feel always have felt that just it'd be called, called a developer portal first off i think yeah silos it into this one track that you're what you're talking about and just you know general portal but is more akin to i would say a landing page and, and somewhat in marketing sense but it's intended for a specific audience and i've as a api analyst or pundit or a storyteller why i'm landing on an api portal is very different than if I'm going to be an application developer building an application. And I think as we're, there's a lot more low code, no code solutions out there. There's, there's, there's a lot more stakeholders in the, in the conversation other than the, the, the developer who's going to be using it. I think that you're, you're spot on with what you're, 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 how you're presenting this for companies. And so what is, is, I mean, it sounds like this guy was very much asking for, expressing how yeah. he doesn't understand what's happening out there. Is this something you're seeing across a lot of your customers? Is, are they wanting to speak to a wider audience, their portal, or is this something you're informing them about as you engage in the relationship? Well, well I'm, I'm trying to engage. I think now we've, we're getting some real traction on this. I think the whole API as a product um, thing helped a lot, right? So that, that's something we've been talking about for a long time as well. And we're, we're kind of getting there with that. We realize it's more than just 
putting a fancy uh, picture in front of the API, right? Um, it's about going back and really saying, okay, what's the problem that we're trying to solve with this API or these these uh, these APIs effectively? So we're, we're able to address these different types of personas and, and really deliver that value proposition of the API is, is the key point that, that we try to make. And um, it could be, for example, that the API is designed specifically for, for a developer to be consumed, right? And, and then, we, then we can have like, you know, the more technical documentation first, then we lead with a lot of the technical things. So by this, I mean, for example, uh, if in an organization, the developer is, has a user story to send an SMS in the application, um, probably don't need like a lot of sign off for that, right? The decision maker can be, you know, someone within the development team, uh, especially if the development team have credit cards that they can just go ahead and buy things, right? So if you're looking at like Twilio APIs, things like this, very developer oriented because they're things that speak to developers. Um, if, if I look at some of my previous companies, we're dealing with things that are, well, let's say elevators, right? That was one of the things we were looking at. So giving access to an elevator. Now, we're not just going to give access to an elevator in the Hilton or something like that to, to any developer and say, yeah, have fun with that, move it up and down, right? So there, there's always going to be this business persona of some sort, so probably a building manager who, who's going to be interested in, okay, the types of people coming into the building, what are they doing there? Where do they need to go? Right, partnering with companies like robotics companies that can do room service with with robots around the building and need to get access to different different places, right? But it's again, it's this whole point of that before a developer is going to be involved in that, there's a lot of people talking to one another. And when I was at, at Swisscom, especially, I would always get excited when a new developer was onboarded to one of my APIs. So as product manager and you know, I, I love my products. So if a developer came along, I would send an email, try and get uh, a conversation going with the developer. And what I found more often than not is that the developer was told by somebody, like product owner or some sort of business person to, to come and, you know, uh, log into the portal and start using the API. And then if I sort of trace this back a little bit, I find out that it's sometimes been weeks or months of conversation around whether or not the API was going to be used. I had no idea about There were enterprise architects and different parts of the organization. And what we're really trying to do is, is you know, be a part of that conversation and, and reduce that time down from, you know, months to to hopefully minutes, right? So so the people who need, need to make the decision on whether or not the API is used can make it easily. And simple things like, contracts might need to be signed, right? So it, it's not desperately hard to do, right? You can have signing of contracts of like a DocuSign or whatever within the portal so that the business owners can get all the contracts signed and then invite in the developer. So, so at that point in time, the developer doesn't get stuck in one of these uh, endless queues. I don't know if you've had that as well, where you, you sign up for an API and, and then you get an email saying, thank you very much for, for your interest in our APIs. We'll get back to you. And you have to wait for somebody to come back from vacation to give you access to the API, right? So no developer likes that. I mean, nobody likes that full stop, but 
what, what we try and do is really get all of the obstacles out the way, get the approval process done, etc. more with the, with the business owners who have a little bit more tolerance for that. And then we say to the developer, you know, you're invited. When they log in, they get straight to the API keys. They can see which APIs have been bought by their boss effectively, uh, and then they can start getting to work straight away with those. That's kind of our approach to this. And, um, you know, taking it to, to that next level, rather than just having bunch of APIs thrown at a portal and then, yeah, that's it. So we try and really take it to that next level. So I second that vision. I agree with it. I, it's, it reflects what I'm seeing out in the space as well as what I want to see more of. Kind of like how the web evolved over a while and you had to, you know, convince people, hey, go to my website to do business with us rather than, you know, buying the publication yeah. or coming to our, our one of our retail locations. That took about a decade for it to happen. I would say we're about we're we're about five years into well, portals. Every company should have a developer portal. I think what you're touching on is what I would like to see more of. I want to. I would like to retrain people to to say a builder portal or something that's more inclusive, so it's not yeah, just yeah. Uh, developers. I, I second that. And if you look, for example, at um, Swisscom, I think it was Andrea who suggested let's call it digital.swisscom.com, right? Mm. Digital yeah. is, you know, everyone's used to the word digital and it's more of an inclusive word, right? So developers feel comfortable with it, you know, business people as well. It's, um, I think it, it was uh, a really uh, good decision to go down that route because as soon as someone sees developer, they say, okay, well, that's not for me, right? I can't go there. Yeah, we're kind of used to it, but I would also like to see us transition away from that if possible. I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to borrow that, and I'll, I'll make sure and cite you because I think we're really positioning. I'm working on a book right now called uh, The API First Transformation, and it's very much hitching my wagon to the digital transformation kind of movement, which right. I tend to be skeptical about jumping on kind of bandwagons and certain trends, but it's one that seems to resonate with business folks. And I want to, I, I want to empower those people who want to make change in their companies, want to lead these efforts and initiatives who maybe aren't uh, very technical or super technical, but want to solve a problem, want to provide yeah. that solution that's going to benefit their business. And so I want the portals to speak to them. I want these doorways to increasingly speak to them. And I want to give them more control over the process. So that product manager that you talked about, he should be able to do everything right up to needing a developer to actually do the integration, if not more, you know, with low code, no yeah. code options, I think there's a lot more that can be done. So I think the, I think it's just going to be a much, we're just touching on the potential with developers building on APIs. I think once we get, get the normal, normal folks building on APIs, we're going to go a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. I'll second that. Definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, the key thing here is, is the productization of this stuff, right? Really, the people have been making products for you know, hundreds of years, right? I don't know what the first product was, if it was some sort of a bicycle or a can of Heinz baked beans or whatever. But we, we know how to do products, right? Apple knows really well how to make a good product. And people are used to consuming products, right? So what we're saying with APIs here is that, Treat those APIs like you would any product, right? So it's, you know, understanding the basics of it, you know, just really going back to the building blocks and saying, okay, 
what problem am I trying to solve here, right? Who are the, the target of this product? You know, what, what is the product? What's the, what's the business goal for this thing? And when we speak about APIs in this way, we, we open up the, the audience immediately um, to all sorts of people that they're used to consuming products. We consume products every single day. We, we look at the, the marketing and people used to say, okay, you've got products, you've got features, you've got price plans. Uh, and when we present it in this way, people feel more comfortable because they understand what they're, what they're consuming. So I think that's, that's been one of the best things that we, we've had with the APIs is to really, really think of them in that way. And I think there needs to be a lot more of that thinking as well, not merely putting a fancy photo or picture onto an API and saying, yeah, now it's a product. Um, it, goes, it goes a lot further than that, in my opinion. And, and it's been done, like I said, product management, you go on the, the uh, Amazon bookstore, you look books for product management, and you're going to find like hundreds, if not thousands of books uh, from the last 40, 50 years. Well, it makes sense. I appreciate you sharing the, your story with us today. I think it definitely reflects what our audience is looking to, to understand and think about when it comes to their API operations. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you as well for the opportunity. Uh, it was uh, great fun. Thanks a lot. Thanks again to Alan for stopping by. You can find more on Alan at apibull.io, and you can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane. Until next time, cheers.